buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. All right, welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. I'm very excited for today's guest. I've got Pardeep. Shadar, and uh, I hope that I pronounce that properly. Maybe he'll correct me. We'll see. Um, but if you don't know Pardeep, he's the VP of sales over at Wingman, a product that I love using myself. And Pardeep and I actually met originally um, through sassales.io, uh, where I wrote a few blogs. And Pardeep is a seasoned sales executive having constant urge to challenge the status quo. And we're going to dig into his story of how he went from AE to, to, to VP. So Pardeep, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Colin. Uh, frankly, like, I'm flattered uh, to be on the show. I've seen multiple episodes of this very genuine podcast. Kudos to you and the team for doing a great job at it. Yeah, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. I mean, it helps when we have awesome guests. So I'm super curious to dig into your story. Um, take us back a little bit. Like, where did your sales journey start? Sure. Uh, it's actually not AE to VP. It's actually more around SDR to VP. Right? Uh, so that is where I began. Ah, okay. Okay. Calling, right? um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, from, from the outside, uh, like when, when you look at it from just a title perspective, it might look a lot more shinier, right? But um, only in the inside, I'll know how many times I got my ass kicked, right? As an SDR and then like all the way crawling into the air. So, um, yeah, yeah I, w- I would say in the whole journey, uh, the hardest part that I had uh, was the transition from SDR to AE, right? Uh, the others were comparatively mm. easier, right? Um, but this transition was extremely hard for me as a person, right? Um, so I started my journey way back seven years ago, right? Um, I was working for a company called GoFrugal, like whatever Zoho today was built on the uh, first floor of this company. So, um, and then it was a very interesting journey. I used to like cold call like 200, 300 calls a day, right? Um, and then like, Love it. like get uh, two connects, right? Cold call was the only way to get because I, I was basically selling a retail point of sale software, right? Uh, people won't respond, yeah. people won't even open emails. Uh, so this was pretty much the only way. And uh, frankly, uh, I got like every adjective that you want, like got bullied, um, got scolded, um, like got appreciated, like a lot of things, right? It was a very curvy journey up and down, right? Um, and that is exactly when um, I thought, like, at, even at a point, I thought, hey, this is not for me, right? Sales is not for me, right? Because I used to get, like, seven to eight blasts a day, right? Uh, that was, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but when you get, 
one interested buyer on the call, right? That is when my interest used to spike. Like, oh, really? I've got it. I've done it, right? So, and that proceeded for a while, right? And then I took over an SDR. Yeah, it's it's enough. It's enough. Uh, it's enough positivity to just keep you going at it till the next time you get your teeth kicked in, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That's the point, and that's the beauty of sales as well, right? So uh, there's like, uh, I would say there's like ten to twelve mood swings in a day uh, that happens, uh, especially in the SDR role. I have super high respect for the job, right? And I still love prospecting, right? So even even in Wingman, I love to write three to four. LinkedIn messages a day and see if somebody's interested to uh, like actually like have a meeting with me, right? Uh, because basically as an SDR, you sell the AE, you sell the meeting, you sell the context of it, right? And that is something that I understood yeah. uh, later on. Like initially I was selling the product as an SDR, right? Uh, and that's why I got my ass kicked. But when I started selling the meeting, that became more and more uh, appealing to the prospects, right? So break that down for a second, right? Because I think that there's some people that don't really quite understand the difference, right? Versus, you know, leading with features, benefits, and logos, and all the junk that a lot of people, unfortunately, are still doing today. Um, and let's just put it into context, right? So you're still actively like using, you know, LinkedIn to prospect occasionally just because of your passion for prospecting. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm the same way. I love top of funnel activity. I love building new relationships from scratch. I love building something out of nothing. Um, and so I'm curious, like, what do you mean by selling the meeting versus like selling you or your product? Exactly. Great question, right? So initially, the, the mistake that I've been doing, right, I was doing, um, was basically around trying to sell the whole product in five minutes call. Right? I used to go blah, blah, blah about the features. I used to go deeper into the technicalities of the product. I didn't give a shit about what the customer actually wanted. Right? I went on and on and on about only me, right? My side of the story, my product, right? But then mm -hmm. I started realizing that I had, I actually had a connect rate that was very, very poor in outbound prospecting. I had only 1.5% right, connect rate. That's really shitty. Right? Generally, you have 10% in outbound prospecting. Right? Um, and yeah. later on, I understood that it's not all about me. Right? I, I, they are not giving a shit about me because why do they care about me? Like, How can you build a person's trust or build trust with anybody for yeah. that sake? In five minutes, it's impossible. No, they care more about themselves. That's why, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, really? Yeah. So then, what I started doing is, I I adopted a technique, right? So I, I just tried it out, and it actually clicked for me. What I did was, I naively started asking them, "Hey, do you have this problem that I'm solving?" I didn't give any any kind of massage or any kind of like uh, initial intro pitch or uh, like how is the weather today and all of those questions, right? Because I found all of those irrelevant, right? Uh, the traditional sales pitch uh, demands me to ask about the customer, how is the weather, how is the golf and all that. But like you should ask those questions only if you really care. I was asking myself, am I really caring about how is the weather there? Of course not, 100% not, right? So yeah. why should I even ask that question? So. Then I transformed the pitch into asking one question, just one question that connects with the problem that I'm solving for them, right? And that mm. question, I framed it as a powerful question. And that is exactly where, like for a month even, I, I got, uh, if I remember correctly, 
somewhere close to even 20% connect rate, right? Uh, and that is because like prospects now were curious. Okay, you respect my time. You're keeping it short. And there it also becomes a qualifier as well, right? Real buyers will give you the answer for that. And some people throw challenges and that is okay. Like if people are challenging you, that is okay. You should have a convincing answer for that. And at the end, I used to complete it with selling the meeting, selling 30 minutes that they're going to spend with me, right? Or with my AE, where what is the value that they're going to get out of the meeting? This is exactly what we are going to do. If you spend 30 minutes, you have this value in your back pocket, right? And who would yeah. say more to that, right? I'm connecting with a problem and I'm closing with a value. And people hardly, hardly people who genuinely care about their job really don't say no to that. Like today, if an SDR is going to come to me and tell me that, hey, Pradeep, you know what? I, I know you're a VP sales at Bigman. I know you're scaling the team exponentially. And at this point, uh, for, for ramp period, I know ramp period is going to be a, like, it, it's, it's just going to be a tremendous problem for you as you're doing this. So our product can help you with this value. Will you be interested to just spend 30 minutes with us? Right. But with, I, I would even some, sometimes name drop. Uh, will you be interested to spend 30 minutes with Sharon and then understand the real value of how we can solve this? You need not like commit to anything or, uh, or, or, or even like be OK for a product demo, but just see if there is enough value for you. Right. And that is a convincing enough pitch for me. I would give the person 30 minutes right? Uh, versus the standard yeah. slap of what the product is all about. Yeah, I mean, you almost don't even need to mention the product at all. Like, hey, are you open to having a conversation to talk about how we're helping, you know, XYZ companies solve these problems? Or are you open to learning some things about, you know, kind of calling out the pain that you know somebody in, in your role in that, you know, industry, in that size of company um, has, right? So you're looking for something that's going to like land with them to be open to having a conversation. People, you know, people know that, yes, it's going to tie back to your product, <laughs> you know? Um, but if you're leading with that, you know, value statement of like selling them on just having a conversation, um, you're going to have, a, you're going to have much better results. 100%, 100%. Yeah. And that's what they really care about as well. Like all of us are here to do business. And if you just get straight to the point with real genuinity, right? You cannot like keep it. Uh, so the, the often one more thing that I recently understood as a VP is that often value is misinterpreted, right? So the problem with value is misinterpreted is it can make your pitch sound very cringy, right? People will ask questions mm. that are framed, right? Instead of like being genuinely curious about your buyer, this is what I tell my reps. I hate call scripts, right? I really hate call scripts. But but, but the, the thing is, I can help you with a framework. I'm not going to give you a call script. Yeah. I'll give you a framework. So using that framework, if you're able to generate value for your buyer, right, you can be extremely successful. If you're failing, then keep doing it again and again. And eventually you will learn, right? Uh, but the problem with call scripts is that you're just taking one person's opinion and you're imposing it on 1,000 different people. Right. Right. Um, and that often to me uh, creates cringeworthy moments. Right. Because you just like even if I want to think all of the personas of wingman, I cannot think it in a blink. Right. It will take at least like uh, three to four other people with me to brainstorm and understand what all the personas of wingman really care about. 
So if I'm only thinking about a one persona, like the VP of sales and building it, right? Then it might not appeal to a sales manager, right? And that is why call scripts are not very agile. And that's why I hate it. Mm. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely, this is an interesting topic because there's people who live and die by the script, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then there's other people like yourself that just, uh, are a fan of not, not having a script. So, you know, let's, let's, let's dig into that, you know, opinion a bit there. Um, and so how does somebody just getting started, do they use a script? Do they not use a script? What are your, what, what are your opinions around that of say somebody who's just starting as, you know, in a sales role? For either you know in sales new in sales or even just in a new role great question great question yeah let me now take you back to the second transition of the journey right from sdr to a why i felt yeah it incredibly painful and incredibly like uh like i would call frustrating as well right because of these call scripts it was thrown at me right that's why i was like finding it incredibly difficult right um, I'll tell you what, like when an SDR is transforming into an AE, right? Or when it's a new hire as an SDR, mm-hmm. immediately they'll have call scripts. They'll have demo talk tracks. They'll have decks and presentations thrown at them, right? Um, the real challenge with that is, right? Uh, yeah, as a newbie, it will definitely help me in a way to destroy my creativity, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what I think, right? Yeah. Because like, you hire sales when you're hiring freshers. You will hire people who have, who are incredibly passionate about selling, right? Uh, you hire people who are a natural talker, who are natural conversation builder, right? Um, and who genuinely care about your customers. You look for all these traits. So if all these are a checkbox, you should let them operate in their way, right? For quite a while to even understand and get a know-how of what their sense or what their style is, right? Else you will just be making a flock of sheep, right? Uh, who just go <laughs> yeah. behind one call script and you're never going to know, like, because I've seen call scripts perform extremely well, right? They were performing extremely well, break all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Only because buyers were evolving, right? Like seven to eight years back, if I want to know about a product, the only way for me was to talk to a salesperson. Right now, I was looking at uh, one of the, I, I forgot the name of the product, but I was looking at one of the products and they are building to, like the founder was actually telling me in a, in a podcast that uh, they are building a product to end salespeople and all of that, right? Basically, the, the, the value that the founder was trying to say was, hey, prospects can now self-purchase SaaS products, right? So that is what they are building. So in yeah. this kind of a complex uh, marketing driven, marketing led, uh, then sales led uh, kind of uh, a buyer persona. It is extremely important that you create value at every step of your sales process, right? And call scripts basically they they break that, right? So if new hires need to be coached, right? I would suggest a framework, right? I would suggest telling them, coaching them, very good on the buyer persona coaching them really nicely on your competition, coaching yeah. them really nicely on the value of your product, coaching them really nicely on the framework. Like by framework, what do I even mean is, hey, talk with a problem question, start with a problem question. Then you can go ahead and, and 
like have a conversation out of it right build a conversation out of it and end with a value statement something like that that could be a framework or talk with getting their consent so many companies are worried about consent but i don't believe a lot in consent because like you're anyway going to talk if even if they're saying no so uh yeah that could be a framework so you could just adopt whatever framework works for your business and you can let people be creative with it be innovative with it instead of just giving them tons and tons of papers and asking them to read out of it right so yeah yeah so i would say i'm i'm somewhere in the middle right is 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 i like scripts when you're getting started right uh, but I don't like, you know, I like, a, I like the idea of a framework or some talking points, you know, the challenge with, you know, kind of forcing somebody to, and, and this is like early in my sales career is like, you got to stick to the script, like stick to the script, right? Like if you weren't having success, it was like, are you sticking to the script? Why aren't you sticking to the script? <laughs> you know? Right? Like, and so and then that's an environment that a lot of people are still in, right? And so, and, and it, exactly what you says, like it kills their creativity. Um, like they're less, you know, they're less human and authentic in their interactions with people. And the challenge with like relying on a script too much, right, is that um, people are too dynamic. Conversations are too dynamic. Um, and, you know, depending on what tone somebody is using or if you're on Zoom, what type of body language that they're having could change how you respond or what question you do or don't ask or how you ask that conversation. And, you know, it takes some experience to adapt and know what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes you actually need that experience of what doesn't work, like that sting of like saying something or not asking a question or not asking more details about a particular thing, right? Like those experiences where you kind of fall on your face and know you could have done better as a seller. Um, you need those to know like you need to actually experience it. Not somebody just tell you. You need yeah. to experience it yourself. So you're like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Same thing like how you can't coach negotiation skills. Right. I, I also like believe Ooh. that Okay, even the best sales trainers of the world, they can't coach somebody on negotiation, right? Because it should come naturally. Like people should, like, for example, where does negotiation come? Where your product value is going down, right? So the price is also going down. That's how, that, that's the exact reason why somebody should even negotiate on the price, right? And I see no other reason why people should negotiate on the price, right? And what do sales trainers yeah. or, or sales coaches, they, they coach people on? is, hey, uh, I've seen like people like uh, Grant Cardone uh, coach some, something like, hey, you know what? Uh, I would buy a hundred, I would buy a thousand and all that. Blah, blah, blah. See, that's kind of an overselling. And I've also seen people uh, who yeah. coach something like, okay, the customer is asking for a 20% discount. You should just start with increasing your pricing by 20% and then come down 20%. Like those are crazy, crazy yeah. ass uh, ideas, right? So instead of that, you just, like, just got to stick with the value. Right, and for that, yeah. as a salesperson, you need to fundamentally believe in the product. If you are not believing in the product, right, that is exactly why I'm saying negotiation cannot be coached, right? Because if salespeople are not believing in the product, then they are just going to keep throwing away discounts, right? And the fundamental thing, that the very hard thing to do, is believing in the product, right? And once they believe what they're selling, right. Once they are able to see the intrinsic value of the product or intrinsic ROI the product creates, they would be the front running people to go ahead and tell that, hey, you know what, 
I can create a 2x, 3x ROI for you in this much duration. And really, I yeah. don't see a point to negotiate. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had I had uh, James uh, Say What Sales Buckley on recently. Uh, okay. I don't know if you follow James from JB Sales, right? And one of his first experiences in SaaS sales, uh, they had a you know they had a product. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the product. It's it's it, it was like one of the first tools to integrate your email with Salesforce, right? Um, and for the first, uh, you know, when 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 they hired a new salesperson, you know, they had this tool that helped solve a lot of problems for salespeople, right? By integrating your email into your CRM, right? Not, not you know, this is a while back, right? So that's not you know such a um, amazing product today, right? There's lots of things that do this, but back then it was, right? They were the only one that did it, right? And so for the first period of time in that role, they did not let them use the product, so that they could firsthand experience the pain of not having it, and then and then they would let them have it and start to actually experience the benefits firsthand. But the key like learning there was like actually experiencing what your prospects are firsthand, like um, prior to like just, you know, knowing how the product works and all the benefits was extremely valuable because then you could get passionate about it, right? Then you could understand the things and the challenges that they're dealing with and how you know, what the future state of with the product looks like. So I, I thought that was awesome. And, and, you know, uh, I think that there's the companies could, could do that, you know, and, and there would be an extreme benefit. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a great idea, right? So I think like many of the, many of the companies are thinking aligned to that angle. Like, I think the way sales is going to evolve like five to 10 years down the line, it's going to be, that will be function specific or market specific salespeople or market-specific sales leaders, right? What do I mean by that is right now, like earlier, like 10 years uh, before, right? All people needed to sell was sales coaching. That's all. People thought that, okay, if there's sales coaching, then we can go ahead and sell any product, right? I think the trend is going to change five to 10 years down the line as it's going to be market-specific salespeople. Right. Let's say, for example, if somebody is selling an OKR product, right, then people will look for OKR strong salespeople. Right. Otherwise, they'll mm-hmm. just be hearing blah 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 blah. Right? Uh, or if I'm selling a fintech product, finance product, right, then I'll be looking for salespeople with a strong finance background because now I will be able to add more value than the website. Right. Because mm. I also know the market. So I, I need not be a salesperson at this point. I can actually be kind of a consultant for you, right? And that is the experience that people will want like five to 10 years down the line, right? And that is the exact kind of thing, I, th- I think with this example that I can relate to is putting your salespeople in the buyer persona shoe, right? And in this case, it was a lot easier because like salespeople are selling to salespeople, right? So it, it's a lot more easier to fit in the framework, but I think this is the exact way the market is also going to evolve like five to 10 years down the line, right? Where there'll be like like specific uh, domain knowledge, right? Specific domain knowledge that'll add tremendous amount of value for a salesperson. And I think companies are just going to look for this unique niche, right? Uh, specifically fast growing companies, right? Um, who can understand yeah. the buyer persona enough 
and can relate to that much more in a personal context. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always say you need to get to know your buyers, right? Yeah. Like, hang out where they hang out, read what they read. Like those things are good, but there's, you know, my personal favorite is like, okay, best way to know your prospects, have a podcast and have conversations with them and ask yeah. them any convert, any question you want, right? Any yeah. question you want, you can ask them when you have their attention. Right. And then the thing is like, okay, yeah, you're building relationships with them through the podcast, but like, it's even bigger than that because all of that knowledge is going with you into every other sales conversation that you have thereafter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so tell me thing. a little bit, take me to kind of a little bit, you know, current, current state, right? You just had a baby. Congratulations. Um, but tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing over at wingman, what you're excited about over there right now. Um, and kind of what maybe people can expect. Sure. How does that? So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The biggest thing, like twenty twenty one. I'm still not able to say twenty twenty one because it flew like that, right? Uh, I'm still like, stuck in twenty twenty uh, in a mindset. Uh, but twenty twenty one was a heavy roller coaster year, um, and um, mm. I had a baby, uh, and I had my ups and downs, um, and then uh, wingman happened, right? Which is an incredible thing as well. Uh, where I'm currently like heading the sales team. And we are on an inflection point, right, at Wingman, where, uh, like, basically, like, um, it has become more like, uh, what do you call, like, five to six years before, uh, I was also a personal customer of Wingman as well, right? Uh, in charge, we, like, we are using Wingman. Um, and at that point, it was more like a nice-to-have product uh, kind of thing, right, sales leaders. Uh, like rarely salespeople kind of log in into that and uh, sales leaders felt it more like being imposed on them, right? Rather than them enjoying the tool. But later on, uh, yeah. like when I was leading in Ally, I was uh, using Gong, right? I was a customer of Gong uh, because like the company was using Gong earlier and then we continued to use that. And that is when I fell in love with the product, right? Um, and then uh, saw the real value out of it. Um, saw that uh, this can actually help me get uh, like more nearer to the reality. The, the problem with being a VP is that you are like too short-sighted on the important things, right? And you always get a macro view uh, of the market, right? And that is not okay mm. uh, because like VPs should always be closer to the market, right? So I saw a recent uh, article that got published uh, where um, it was more like 40% of the sales leaders are actually missing quota every year, right? Uh, that's scary because like 40% of the businesses are actually missing the quota. Right? Because like if sales leaders are missing the quota, then businesses are actually missing the quota as well, right? Um, and that's so that's a important thing because like if you look at it from very, very macro level, then the market is getting very, very crowded. So for one category, now we have like X ton of players, right? And uh, it, it just, it's, it all boils down to who can scale the team faster and efficiently, right? And move the money faster from your investors to the customers. And it, this game needs to be like thoroughly crafted and clearly played, right? And that's exactly when uh, I started realizing that products like these are more like, not a nice to have, but a must have product, right? And mm. like 
then i got an opportunity to, to compete with uh like gong with a fierce product like wingman right and that's what exactly when i thought like okay this this looks very exciting uh, let me just take up the opportunity and it's been a great ride from there um on a sales team level we grew 100% um in in headcount and then we have had a like phenomenal year uh, in 2021 and we are looking for a much more aspirational year uh, this year as well right um and to summarize uh, what i would say is if we are not updating uh, our sales tech stack right our sales knowledge uh, and connect it back to the overall strategy right then eventually uh, sales leaders are will keep getting antiquated uh and that is what i understood uh, right because right now without a gong or a wingman uh i cannot associate or be closer to the reality at all right uh because like it's it's mm. extremely i would also say that it's extremely unfair to expect all the information from your sales people they have only limited amount of time right they are working for what 6 to 8 hours a day right um and they are facing a ton of rejections right and now you're asking them to fill 24 to 40 fields imagine the frustration of you as a sales person yeah. right um you, like earlier yeah. like and some leaders are unable to digest that uh people can't fill 24 to 40 fields and they expect people to do it because they did it at the past right uh and just because like and, and that is why i'm saying like if you're not um like adopting these technologies eventually uh you're going to get antiquated because uh with the with the kind of millennial sales people they the way they think the way they sell is all different right they are too focused on the buyers and uh not very much focused on the admin work right which is exactly where uh, products like clary uh, uh gong wingman all of them help yeah well this has been awesome man i really appreciate you coming on telling your story dropping some nuggets um where's the best place for people to connect with you uh i would say linkedin i'm very active on linkedin right so whenever like uh, i met colin on linkedin as well uh, right and uh, yeah. um that has i think linkedin is going to be the new facebook uh, right um it's already the new facebook uh because like um like people are going to stop writing emails and pour their thoughts out on linkedin right um that is one way of looking at it and uh eventually this will grow from just being a networking platform to a lot more right um uh, and that is what i fundamentally believe in as well and that is the very best place to connect with me awesome thank you so much we'll drop your link there in the show notes if you enjoyed today's episode please write us a review Uh, share the show with your friends. It really does help us out. And you can always drop feedback for us. We're listening. You can uh, go over to salestransformation.fm and drop me a voice DM and I will get back to you. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad and I might even give you free access to our best templates.